Good morning, Brendan Rendo with the Homes in Orlando team. Joined again here, Joseph Dion of Apley Home Loans. Happy Thursday. What is up? Excited to be here. We got some good news today, I think, or some mixed news. We got a whole bunch of random news. Yeah, we got we got some good. We got a little bit of not so good, but been a while since we actually been able to like come out and say, hey, this is good news for the consumers. For the consumer. Yes. And that good news is FHA announced yesterday that they are going to lower, lower the mortgage insurance premium. Yep. So that's the monthly amount that is that that's that mortgage insurance. And it's been set at 0.85 for, I don't know, gosh, the last five years, six years. I don't know. It could have been long. I don't remember, but they're dropping it down to 0.55%. So that's a 30 bit reduction on the MIP. And that's actually like, that's a decent number for consumers. There's actually a little bit of savings, some, some, some uh, gusto to that savings. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's look at it. Cause we actually ran a couple little numbers to show people what the savings is going to be. Why don't you go ahead and go through it? Cause this is your specialty. Oh yeah. So, I mean, I kind of use like some round numbers just so we get some different ideas. So I said $250,000 buyer with three and a half percent down. So that's just your standard, like, Hey, your minimum FHA loan, but we're going to say 250,000 is the purchase price. And currently the monthly MI that 0.85 is right out of about $169 and 98 cents. The new would be 109.98. This is actually perfect. Just a super round $60 straightforward what that means is like you either for the same home you save sixty dollars just because of this change or if you wanted to keep that same payment as before you get about eight thousand in buying power then to give that little bit difference is you know mm -hmm. FHA, let's say four hundred thousand dollar purchase price you know now the change is almost is you know almost you know we're talking 95 98 much bigger change um, or month, monthly savings on that. And that's actually a little bit more buying power. So 12,500 additional buying power. I think like you, you think about that on a $400,000 home, which is kind of 250 and our market is on the lower side of what kind of buyers. Yes. Are doing, right? And then 400 is kind of the high of the median, like the middle high side of the median, right? Correct. Um, yeah. Or right there kind of it's there, but more buyers are in that 400,000, I think right now. Yeah. Um, and a hundred dollars is a hundred dollars. Like I think all of us would like to save a hundred dollars a month. I mean, that's almost a tank of gas for my truck. Um, so I would, I'm happy with that. If I can get a free tank, like that's, we're doing nothing else than just being an awesome person and, and being ready to go when that change goes into play. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's $1,200 a year. Yeah. That's a nice savings. So, Overall. and that change doesn't go into effect until March 20th. So we're about a month ahead. Um, you know, they've got to do a little bit of that PR and give the updates mm -hmm. and the release. We got to make sure HUD gets to have their official announcement and press conference. And, you know, the president, vice oh, president, yeah. gets to have their little hoo-ha. <laughs> you know, we got to make sure those things happen before it can go into effect. And there's some administrative pieces, obviously, as well. Like, you know, yep. you can't just change the number of one system and it change for everything. So, yeah, it's I mean, it really made sense because when you looked at the funding of mm -hmm. the FHA uh, MIP, it was the way they calculated it, it was extremely overfunded. Yeah. Um, very overfunded. Which honestly, you know, I, I understand everyone's caution, especially, you know, going back to the to the recession of the, you know, 2007, 2008, when mm -hmm. they, you know, cost them a lot of money. So yeah. better better safe than sorry overall. Definitely yep. better safe than sorry overall. 
And then the other news, I mean, it's it's nice, but it's not making the effect that I think that they wanted it to. You know, just before, I mean, FHA stole all the thunder here because yep. VA made an announcement just beforehand that they're reducing their funding fee. This is awesome. So the funding fee for VA is upfront. It's it's kind of like, hey, you don't have monthly mortgage insurance with VA. We have this funding fee, and it's a little bit higher. Um, and it was two point three, and now it's going to be two point one five. So point one five reduction. And then on subsequent use, it was two or three point six. Now it's going to be three point three, a little bit bigger. And I just I just wanted to give you guys just a super simple like, hey, X's and O's, like you know, rounding roundabout numbers. I didn't even look at what it was. I just kind of went into a prior file and said, hey, what's it look like? Um, you're talking that drop is about $600 on that funding fee. But realize how many veterans pay their funding fee up front? Zero. Like nobody does because VA allows you to put it into the loan and increase the loan amount to cover that funding fee. Very rarely do we see veterans pay that up front. And so what happens is it mostly gets paid in and built into the loan. So what's that impact? Well, I, I had to go to 400,000 just to try to give a little bit of an impact. So you can see <laughs> that great, like you see right there on this scenario, it was kind of like, all right, boom, you're saving less than $4 a month. Like that's one gallon of gas for your truck, Joe. That's it. I mean, that's one gallon. So over the course of the year, you're saving about 40 bucks or what is that? $48. Um, it's still a savings, yeah. you know, over. Yeah, quarter you know, <laughs> so um, there is, I mean, it is a dollar for dollar savings. So I don't want to discredit it. It is a savings. It is a benefit to veterans because it was, again, they saw that it was overfunded. It, they didn't, they could pull back a little bit. They didn't feel that they had as much room to pull back as others. And one thing that I still sit there and think, VA is still like it's still 100% financing, so no down payment necessarily required, and it has no monthly mortgage insurance. So even right. though FHA had a bigger adjustment, if you're if you're eligible for FHA and VA, VA is still going to be the better loan option for you. Oh yeah, because it doesn't have the mortgage insurance, the monthly mortgage insurance. Yep, yep, so, completely all day long. Yeah, all day long. So so that really was that was our good news for the consumers. But unfortunately, we had to come back and hit them with a little bit of not so good news. Right. Sometimes I think markets adjust because they know this news is going to hit. You, you, you wonder sometimes. And <laughs> it just, all right, we're going to save 100 bucks a month. But then interest rates have slowly been creeping up over the past week. Yep. And you can see, you know, Valentine's Day, we're at 6.62. And as of yesterday, the average nationally was 6.88. Yeah. So that little bit of savings we had going to get eaten up by the new, by the little bit higher interest rates. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see, because if we see this trend continue, when you see the movement that we saw in these markets and the bond market and so forth, like sometimes when you see these big jumps, these investors don't like, they, they're forced to increase rate. But they kind of hold back more than where they probably should sometimes because they're like, crap, we're already slowing down. If mm -hmm. we jump at a half percent overnight or in a week or two, we're going to be toast. So then they sit there and say, let's let's tighten our margins even more so that we can slow how long. So I think if we see this and we don't see these markets kind of adjust back a little bit, pull back a little bit, 
I, I think we're going to continue to see these rates, even if we stay flat, we're going to see these rates creep up over the next month. Yeah, I think I think we're going to stay stay in this area probably through the summer. And the reason why I say that, um, main reason is the Fed. I think they're they're as long as that core inflation number stays where it's sitting, they're forced to continue to increase interest rates. Yeah, they have to. Mm-hmm. You know, what we're we sitting at, we're sitting six point eight. Eight two, you know. So their their goals too, and they're they're far from it, which yep. means that they're going to have to continue to pre, you know, continue that rate increase. And I think, you know, more of them have come out to another half a point increase at the next meeting, as opposed to the slower quarter point. Yeah. Um, interest rate, you know, interest rate mm-hmm. increase, and I, I think that's that's going to continue to force the the bond market yields to stay to stay a little bit higher until we until we can get to that level where they can actually say, okay, yeah, it's it's really we've the economy's really slowed down. Um, you know, you're looking at continued um, uh, wage increases. Uh, Walmart came out; um, they're they're jumping people from 17 to 17.50, which doesn't seem like a lot, but when you look at the number of employees that that Walmart has, that's, that's, that's a, a, big, a huge that's, number. Yeah. And then Home Depot also came out and announced an increase in wages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the wage pressure is continuing to increase, which unfortunately is going to continue to, you know, force that, that inflation number up a little bit. And until we, until we hit that, we're just, it, it's going to continue to do it. And I think one thing we're going to see later from the numbers Mm-hmm. That's really important is how rate sensitive buyers are. Yeah. You know, they are extremely rate sensitive. And I think we're going to see that when we get into the numbers here in a few, in a, just a moment. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a fine balancing game right now, you know, going into the spring, you know, when we get in there and we start looking at our numbers, let me hop back up to the top. And this is something we had mentioned is that mid-January, we saw we saw those interest rates drop. We got down, mm-hmm. you know, low sixes, around the sixes. And what did we do? We jumped to about 400. We had 400 closings last week. Yeah. We're, we're in January, January, we were sitting at that 200 per week level. Mm-hmm. And when you looked at the number nationally for January, it was the lowest number of sales um, home sales in like 20 years. Yeah. And they were only, they were projecting maybe 4 million, you know, it's not a small number, but 4 million total sales nationally for, for 2023, yep. which is a low number. You know, we're, we're staying consistent. You know, we, we jump up and down on the median price a little bit, but we're sitting right in that $400,000 mark, you know, plus or minus a little bit. But here's the thing again, inventory's dropping. It's just been a consistent drop in the inventory. And then overall prices, you know, our original list, the final list, we're consistent right in that 92% mark and have been for the past month, you know, and 96% roughly for um, the final list to sales price. And again, we're sitting consistent. Then when you look at it on a graph, you can see how, 
you know, here's here's the month of January, 200, yep. 250, 250, you know, 225. We jumped at the end of the month, which we always do. And then we we pulled back a little bit, but came back up. And that's that I truly believe is all rate sensitivity. As people mm-hmm. saw that 6%, it's like, you know, a little breath of fresh air. Hey, you know, 6%, I can go ahead and pull the trigger. But 6.75, I'm going to have to wait. Yep. You know, that that difference in the payment is is just making, you know, it, it's making a lot of a lot of people hesitant. And what and we talked about this a lot is it's the uncertainty, right? It's are rates going to go back down? Are they here? Where do they stay? Well, we saw rates kind of drop a little bit and then sit there. People were okay that rates were higher yeah. than where they were a year ago or higher than where they are two years. But when it's moving up and moving down and moving up, like people go when it's on the way up, they go, okay, maybe it's going to go back down like it did three other times in the last six months. Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel like we get this like holdback of not only are we losing buyers because rates are going up and it, they're being priced out, we're losing buyers because they're sitting on the sideline going, where are we going? Yep. And you get, you read the headlines and it's all over the place. It, mm-hmm. it really is, you yeah. know, and one of the people I, I've just, I've got to disagree with respectfully at this time is Barry Habib. You know, it was a very well-known um, person in our in our industry. No, I'm. I, I do. I'm just. I'm just. I gotta disagree with him. Yeah. You know, he was he was right to a point with the pullback. You know, the, the initial in, inflation rate of eight point two. Yeah, it's gonna pull back when that pull pulls back. Mm-hmm. Our um our interest rate should fall, and he was yep. right. But the problem is, he was projecting continued decrease in the inflation rate, mm-hmm. and we're not getting it. And until we get it, rates will not pull back. They can't pull back. Yeah. And you look at what's happening here. We have like, you know, you see inflation is not pulling back. We're seeing like the jobless jobless claims report like the just came out and they're saying it was a small decrease. Like, like, OK, so less people are losing their job. But whether it's smoke and mirrors, I don't know. But like, all right, so less people are losing their jobs. We're still super strong. But, you know, we can't say for a fact that we know it's a lot harder to find a job right now if you're yeah. out of work. Like that's definitely gotten harder. But it's hard to be like, hey, inflation's up, but employment is still at a, you know, unemployment, it's at an all-time low still. Like, where's that balance? Like, you almost, sometimes it's like you need, like, more people to lose their job to help taper some of this. But you don't want that for anybody. But, but you don't, yeah. And Yeah, Fed's looking at that employment number and going, it's still too strong. It's, it's still, still too, too strong. strong. And, and that's yeah. the hard part is the Fed's looking at all this data and they're saying it's still. So I think, like you said earlier in this, we're going to see um, we're probably going to see 50 bips. I think we are. Um, and they're saying possibly three more adjustments, increases this year uh, from the Fed, which the the hope when we did a quarter back, before, uh, you know, a month ago was like, we're finally seeing it slow down. Rates are going to yeah, go down. Here like, comes the pivot. And that was squished really quick. Um, <laughs> you know, that took all of like a day or two for Powell yeah. to say, hey, guys, taper your expectations, which then drove rates up. Um, you know, on the mortgage side, we saw it go. And, and it's like, where are we at now? I think that's, I think ultimately until we see, you know, it's, we want a soft landing, but the Fed's saying, hey, we want a soft landing, but we also want to see some turmoil. 
or yeah. we want we want some turbulence. Like we want to land this softly, but we need to see some turbulence too. Yep, there's gonna okay. there's gonna be pain. I mean, they flat out said, "Hey, we're, we've got to have a little bit of pain," you know, mm -hmm. and able to do and able to pull back. Yeah. Um, the, quite honestly, though, the the thing that is really helping sellers at this point maintain their values is right here. Yeah. And we say it every week, and we've said it every week for the past couple months: inventory. Yep. Our inventory. Mm -hmm. We have just been on a, since, since November, we've been on a constant decrease in inventory. Mm -hmm. Every single week we're dropping our inventory. And as long as that inventory continues to drop, yep. the, the prices aren't, we're not going to see that decrease that other parts of the country have, have seen, Yep. you know, other parts of the country, their, their inventories jumped you know, a, a lot more than ours. And yep. then, you know, we're in a constant decrease. So we've got all these people coming in and we're just, we don't have the inventory of homes for them. Yep. You know, and, and it's the same thing, even with rental properties, there's no rental properties for these people. And that's why we're continuing to see all these apartments being built. Yep. You know, for us, for us to see a, a push downward in home values, a real push, that inventory's gotta gotta shoot up. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got to get a thousand, you know, fifteen hundred home increase. But why would when you looked at the numbers, I saw I saw a graph um, yesterday. Seventy five percent of homeowners have an interest rate of three percent or lower. Seventy five percent. Yeah. They're not moving. I don't care. They you gotta have something that have has to. to happen. Yeah, you've got like growth increase, job re relocation, need more space. Like you gotta have a reason. You, you're losing those buyers that are just like, I want a new house. Like, hey, yeah. I like I'd like another bedroom, but I don't need one. Like, yeah. I I like a home office, but I don't need one. Like, it's hard to be like, ooh, not only do I have to pay way more. Yeah, I can sell my home for more, but I gotta pay way more. more. And then I got a monthly payment way more because interest rates. So I'm going to lose my, my, my 2.75 or 2.25 or 2.35. Like, you know, yeah. shoot, like bars. Yeah, more now. Like you, you got a three. Like. Yeah. And, yeah. and you're just, you're just going to see people set. And one of the things you are seeing though, is the increase in home equity lines of credit. Yes. Because people are doing exactly what you said. Yeah. I'd love that additional bedroom, maybe I'm better off borrowing against the equity in my home Yep. and doing it, you know, just building on here. Yep. You know, or you know what? Yeah. Do I need a bigger house? Would I like a newer house? Yeah. But let me just do some renovations. Exactly. You know, let me redo the, let me redo that bathroom. Yep. And I mean, all the contractors I'm talking to, they're still, they're still extremely they're swamped. busy. Swamped. And a lot of it is this renovation type work. That's yep. going on for them. Exactly. So, I mean, it's just that that is the golden parachute right now for sellers mm -hmm. is the inventory. And, you know, you you get I get questions, you know, is it a good time to sell? And it's like, you know what? It actually still is. Yep. If you present your house right, it's clean, um, presentable and priced correctly. It's going to sell. Yep. I just got a one point five million dollar home in Eagle Chase under contract in six days. 
Six days. Yep. And we had multiple people. Mm -hmm. I I was actually taken aback. Like, wow, well, this is wonderful. You know. <laughs> yep. Wasn't expecting it though, because when you look, you know, you get up here and you look at the days on market. Average days on market has jumped to sixty three, mm -hmm. sixty eight. Excuse me. You plan that as a yep. as a realtor is okay. Average is sixty eight. What what can I do to make sure that we're below that average? Yep. So it's just, it's it's gonna it, that right there is gonna continue to help the sellers overall in the market. And we're just you know just watch it every week. Watch the numbers. I think we're gonna see that the sales numbers for March are gonna drop. We're probably gonna drop back down to two hundred two fifty with mm -hmm. this interest rate spike. Yep. And this is where I think you and I, education wise for our for our clients, we've got to go back into the you know education of the rate buy down. Yep. Offer the different offer the differences. You know, do we do a do we do a permanent rate buy down? Do we do a two one buy down? Um, I really haven't gotten into the three two ones. I'm not so com confident in in uh, presenting those two one. Yeah. Permanent, yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the two one definitely. It's. I, I think the two one makes it. I mean, we see the three two one. Like that's. Like I, I, I've seen one seller being will willing to give a credit that big, um, but the two one does make sense. I do like, you know, a permanent buy down too. Um, it's hard because I do think we're going to see that that drop in rates. So I, and, and the one thing that I do like about the two one buy down is simply the fact that they don't lose the money if mm -hmm. they refinance because it's sitting in an escrow. So it's not like it's a hard loss of money. So yep. it can you know, go down to reduce their principal payoff or it can, you know, cover out of the closing costs. Like it's, it's there, you know, so if they've got 6K left in that escrow for the two one buy down program because they refinance in nine months, they, they, that money is still being applied somewhere. Yep. Yep, that is that's a huge benefit of it. Mm -hmm. So, thank you for joining us. Those are our numbers for the week. Appreciate your time again, Joe. As always, take care, everyone. We will see you next Thursday. Bye bye. Sounds good. Rocket.